many times we hear the, the Christmas story and we hear the gospel reading uh, from someone standing in the pulpit and sharing that message. But tonight I wanted to share uh, this scripture lesson from Luke in a little bit different of a way because it's probably something that you are all very familiar with. Uh, and so maybe I ask that as the Gospel of Luke is being, uh, being recited, that, that you would stand for the Gospel reading tonight as we hear it shared by, by none other than Linus himself. So would you stand? Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God. And saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The rest of the reading says, When the angels went away from, from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and, and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known that saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. May God bless the hearing, reading, and understanding of his word. Amen. You may be seated. You pray with me. Gracious and almighty God, God, we come striving to hear a word from you tonight, to encounter you tonight, to hear you speak to us in, in this space. And so, God, I ask that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but that it would be your words and your message for your people. And all this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So Christmas is is full of lights. It is that season of light that we are so familiar with. We've got Christmas trees that are, that are full of beautiful lights and this wonderful new tree that we have in the sanctuary that is just shimmering in the corner. We've got white lights and multicolored lights and different shape lights. I, I might have told you my father's favorite light is the, the bubble light. Does anybody have any of those bubble lights still? All right, good, I hear it. All right. We decorate our house in lights. Even those LED floodlights that, that shower our houses with different designs and colors and patterns. And You know, I used to think that that house that's just down from the parsonage on Siena uh, was one of those things that was just over the top. It was just too much. You know, all dancing to music and lights going on like crazy. But then we drove to South Elgin. Uh, and we drove through South Elgin, and uh, Juniper Lane, I think, is pretty close. Uh, there's, a, there's a house there, and I don't remember the name of the person that owns it, but it did say in the recording, the Myers house or something like that. And I tell you, 
that house was done on such a huge scale with all the lights and dance music that's going. It's just, just pulsating lights matching that music. And we had to leave after only a couple of songs. It was like there was a little too much. You know, we feel that headache starting to come on because it was so bright. I couldn't imagine what the neighbors might have been thinking. If they, obviously, they would have had to have approved this uh, for them to have that bright of lights. But, but you see, during this season, we are surrounded by lights everywhere, so much so that it's increasingly more difficult to find places of darkness. Now, last week I had mentioned uh, this thing called a dark sky park where you can, uh, you go out into this space where there is no artificial light and it's the absence of all that light, the absence of light. And you see, there are times when that darkness can be good because you see what I found out is that when it got that dark, when all the artificial light went away, the stars and the galaxies that would come out were amazing. You see, sometimes we need to eliminate distractions of light. Sometimes it may not be the light. It may be other things in in our lives. Maybe it's this little device here. But it's a lot of things that are in our lives that get in our way that, that maybe we need to eliminate. We need to remove the distractions so that we might see those things that, that while they might be a little dim, are still there. The light is still there. I think we also acknowledge that need for light in our world. While, while sometimes the darkness is one of those things that might eliminate some of those distractions, we still need the light in our world. We need light to shine on our path. We need light to, to help us along in our journey. Can you remember a time when, when you were outside, walking in the dark, fresh layer of snow covering everything? Did you notice something as you're walking through? Obviously, it wasn't this year because we really haven't had a lot of snow this year, but, but those years passed. Do you remember that, that crunch that happens underneath your feet? And when it's dark outside, even if it's dark, the snow brings this illumination to the world around you. You notice how quiet and peaceful that time is. A quiet and peaceful, a nice walk in the snow could be. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but the snow seems to just make everything quiet and peaceful and, and mix into this picture the darkness of night, and it could be wonderful. It could be scary. Because we're not all used to all this darkness and quiet in our lives. We always have light around us. It's really hard to get away from that. It's hard to get away from the light, especially with, I just pulled my phone out. You know, we've got these little devices that have lights all over them all the time. It's hard to get away from that. However, in this season of Christmas, we're, we're surrounded, as I said, with these decorations and these lights, walking around in, in fresh fallen snow with our houses lit up with all those Christmas decorations. It gives such, such a warm feeling. Feel that within your souls. It gives me a new perspective on my surroundings, one that, one that darkness used to rule over. And now darkness is dispersed through the light offered with the snow and those Christmas lights. Reminds me of a scripture passage. Scripture passage, Isaiah 9, verses 2. 
And it says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. People who walked in darkness have seen a great light. I was walking in the darkness, yet yet saw all the lights from the houses around me. The lights were witnessing to me about this season, reminding me of all of the stuff that we just heard, telling me that we are ever so close to Christmas. Ever so close to Christmas. I remember a few years ago, I, I spoke about this this morning, about this, this vacated two years of 2020 and 2021 that we might remember. We might have blocked it out. But there was something amazing that happened because we had a Christmas Eve worship service right out there, out in the parking lot. I remember standing up on the top of that hill, and as we got around to the time of singing Silent Night, everybody cracked their glow sticks open, and all the people in the cars that were sitting out in front of me were waving the glow sticks, dispelling the darkness of the night through just a little bit of light. Of course, and then there's this other passage, Luke uh, chapter 1, 76 through 79 says this. This is Zechariah speaking of his son who will be John the Baptist. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet to the path of peace. Into the path of peace. So really let this meaning of the season set in on us. Jesus Christ is born into this world of darkness as light to all living in the shadow of death, walking along the paths full of shadow and darkness. Walking along those paths, offering light. Jesus has come to bring light to our world, to guide us, to illuminate God's plans for this world. Jesus has come to bring hope to this broken world. But let's, let's not think that it's just a warm and fuzzy feeling. Certainly it's nice to have light when everything is dark around us. When we're not really sure which way to go or what lies ahead of us. But think of it this way. When you hold your candle up a little bit later on tonight, when you're going to hold that candle up, where does it shed its light? Where does that candle shed its light? Does it just show things in front of the flame? Does it just help you see in front of you? Lights shining in one direction only? No, the candle shines equally in all directions. Zechariah's words remind us that Jesus has come to shine a light to all living in darkness and in the shadow of death. He has come to shine his light in our lives, guiding us along our path. But as Scrooge learned in that Dickens classic story, A Christmas Carol, the light shines equally into our pasts. This is not to shame or discipline us, but it is to redeem everything that is in the past. If there are things that we don't want God to see and therefore don't offer those up to him, they remain unredeemed. They will continue to haunt us. That is, until we give them over to Christ. Give them over. 
One of the apostolic fathers, uh, Athanasius, wrote, what has, what has not been assumed has not been redeemed. All of our life, past, present, and future, need to be assumed by Jesus in order to be redeemed, to be reconciled. If we are to have this new life that Jesus is bringing to us through this gift, we must give him any, everything. We can't hold anything back. Jesus entered our broken lives as a tiny baby so that he could redeem the world and all that is in it. Jesus has come to take away the darkness of our sin. We must see that this is exactly the reason that we celebrate this Christmas season. God sent his son to be light into this world. In doing so, Jesus has passed the light onto us when he asks us to follow him. And that we become light to the world around us. Ephesians 5.8 reminds us of this. For you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. I like to think of this as the opposite of those pesky Christmas lights. You know, the one goes out, they all go out thing. What would happen if we would live as a child of the light? What would happen? What if we allow God to spread the light of God's love through us into the dark world? Maybe it would be one goes on, they all go on. What would that look like? Wouldn't that be something? So we share those lights? I mean, because one candle by itself doesn't shed that much light. But together, hundreds and thousands more will give off a great light. When God offers the light of Christ, it might start out small. It might start out like a, like a mustard seed that we've heard. But the light will continue to grow, illuminating the world, illuminating all of creation. We see an example of this every year when we, when we share this special candle lighting service. We, we begin with a Christ candle. And as we go from the Christ candle, we let that light spread from that candle to all of our individual candles. And so please know that, that as I begin to pass this light onto you tonight, it'll be your job to allow the light to pass through you and onto the person next to you and to the next of them and after that person. This sharing of the light is how good news is spread so following communion, as we approach the closing of our service, we're going to dim the lights, acknowledging the darkness that is in our world. But let us remind ourselves of who we are. We are children of the light, sent out to dispel the darkness with the light that has been placed within each and every one of us. Jesus Christ dwells within you. His light resides in your hearts. Let us remember that wonderful children's song, that one that says, this little light of mine, you know, don't hide it under a bushel. Don't let Satan try to blow it out. Put it on a lampstand and raise it high so that all may see that light. The light that is within each and every one of you. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, you have offered your light. Offered your light into this world, to this dark world. And that light comes through Jesus Christ. 
and it enters into all of us, and, and we then are tasked with going out and spreading that light. So help us to be the reflection of your light to all of those around us and to the world around us so that we may truly illuminate all of the darkness, that we may dispel all the shadows, and that we may celebrate in this celebration of Christmas. Amen. So as we gather around this circle, I'm going to light my candle off the Christ candle, and then I'm going to light it in two different places. And then it will be your job to let the light of Christ pass through you and reach out to the person next to you. And while we are passing that light, we are going to be singing Silent Night. The words will be on the screen, uh, so you should not have to worry about that because we are going to dim the lights here very quickly. Uh, there, the tree will still be lit and a couple of other things will still be lit. But, uh, uh, so I'm going to ask the ushers if... Uh, Go ahead, Steve, if you would like to extinguish the, the light, which signifies the darkness that is in the world, but yet the light will come. Let us join together in silent night as the light spreads. The light has passed through each and every one of you to the person next to you and on and on. The light is now circling us here in this sanctuary, in these sacred spaces. And as you look around the circle, as I said, the candle shines equally in front as behind and we can see all of your faces. We see the beloved child of God that you are with the light of Christ that is within you. This is the light that we do not extinguish. This is the light that we let shine for all the world to see. And so as we get ready to go forth from this place, going forth into this Christmas celebration, as the light returns, we're going to invite all of us to sing first verse of a beautiful hymn. And so if the lights, uh, if you want to bring the lights back into the sanctuary, we are going to shout from the mountaintops, joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Sing and heaven and hell.
So now go out into this world serving God in everything that you say and do. Go knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>